Hello, everybody. Welcome. Uh, super excited for this new feature and uh, our guest today. So um, first, let me introduce what we're doing. Uh, as you guys may know, February is Black History Month, uh, and that brings attention to the unique struggles and triumphs of our Black community. And here at NISOA, we're focused on being an inclusive organization and using our platform for good. With that said, we are excited to spotlight our successful members and use our platform to share their stories and bring us a little closer together in understanding and supporting one another. So our feature, our first feature for Black History Month is Tony Obas. Welcome, Tony. Hey, how are you doing, Tori? Amazing. I'm so thrilled to have you. Thanks so much for joining um, and telling us Thanks a little bit for, about yourself. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, and if those who may not know Tony, Tony is North Texas, ISOA. He's in Fresco. Um, I imagine you're having some warm weather there as well. Yes. Yes, I'm enjoying it right now. <laughs> and he's been a member since 1994, so throwback. I'm sure we'll hear some good history from you. Excited about oh, that. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Let me know what you want to know. And your um, college career highlight, uh, officiating your first college game as a college student. So That's that right. be surreal. And then, of course, um, working NCAA playoffs as you have been very successful in your collegiate career. And of course, working with other professional and FIFA referees are a highlight for us all. So thrilled to have you, Tony. And uh, without further ado, let's get started. Let's do it. So first, can you introduce yourself a little bit to the group? Yes, my name is Tony Obas. I've been, like Tori said, I've been a member of MISOA since 1994. I like to tease uh, some of my referees that I've refereed with your dad and you. So um, there's a particular one out in um, South Texas. I like to tease about that, but um, I've been joining my career, live here in Frisco, Texas, um, and a member of North, uh, North Texas Nisola. Fantastic. Okay. So we'll go ahead and just dive right in. What does Black history mean to you? Black history means to me is, um, it's all about inclusivity, inclusivity learning about different uh, black people, different black that did uh, did some kind of contribution to the to the country. Um, not necessarily always African Americans, but you know we've got Haitian Americans, um, Nigerian Americans, um, all different types, and not just on the grand scale. You know, like learning about you know the Martin Luther Kings, learning about you know Malcolm X, learning about Rosa Parks. You know, you want to learn about. Um, some of the blacks that's done things in your in your community. Uh, for example, here in uh, a neighboring city, uh, Plano, Texas, has the first um, black mayor, and he happen, happens to be Haitian. So with and that's particularly uh, exciting for me because my parents are from Haiti. So English is actually my second language, and I've used it a couple of times on the field. So I've, I've benefited from that. So. Um, so that's what Black history means to me, just learning what you can, what you don't know. Um, um, don't be afraid to ask, you know, stuff like that. That's amazing. I had no idea. I didn't know that about you. That's wonderful. Yes. Um, so tell us a little bit about your experience being a minority, being underrepresented group amongst officials. I can certainly relate as a female, uh, but that is certainly distinctively different. And I'm very much curious to hear about your unique experience and what it's been like for you. 
It's it's been good and bad at some you know uh, obviously on two stages of my career. Um, it, it's kind of funny back in college, um, you know, when I was a referee, you know, my friends were like, "Black people don't play soccer," you know, they didn't, you know. So I'm like, uh, "Yeah, we do, and we referee." So believe it or not, so and it's kind of funny those same people back then that were chastising me. You know, they've seen me on, uh, you know, TV a few times and they're like, hey, man, way to go, way to stick with it. Um, that's kind of like the good part. But it, it, is, it is a little frustrating when um, we're very underrepresented represented, um, for one reason or another. And, um, you know, whether it's, um, you know, assignments, um, you know, qualification, qual uh, qualifying for different things. Um, it, it does get a little frustrating because there's so much more uh, out there um, of us out there that sometimes we just get burned out because we're not being recognized. And that I hope, you know, and I see Nassola doing a good job making that change so we can be represented just like the females. You know, um, I know, you know, females are being underrepresented, but they're coming up. So now, you know, I'd like to see, you know, uh, African-Americans, Blacks come up to that same stage as, as some of the females that we have out there. Yeah, can certainly agree. And I can hear the frustration and can certainly relate, right? Because, yeah. you know, we always talk about control the controllables, but yes. still it doesn't mean those, those uncontrollables don't frustrate us, right? Yes, and that is true. I love, right? You um, think you do everything right, and it's still, it, it feels like it's still not enough. So, you know, what do we, you know, and that's what some people, you know, they get burned down, they forget it. You know, me, myself, I was just like, you know what? Nah, I'm, I'm gonna keep pushing. Uh, I was fortunate here in, in Texas. Um, I, I had some people to help me push, you know, uh, to help me out. And um, it, it was kind of funny because living out in West Texas where I went to school, I was kind of like the resident AR, assistant referee. So I was able to soak up a lot of the stuff that the guys that are now in the pros, when they were coming up, they would go out to West Texas and do matches. And I soaked up from sitting on them and, and learning from them. And, and this is where it got to me where I'm at. So, but it, it's, it, it took a lot of patience. It did, it took a lot of patience and, and here I am. Amazing. Well, perseverance is certainly the other key word there in that. Yes. And we're excited to, to hear more about your journey today. So um, for those that may not know, Black History Month was created in the second week of February to coincide with the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln on February 12th and Frederick Douglass on the 20th. Uh, scholars have acknowledged the importance of these men. Um, who are some of the icons that have inspired you uh, and that you've looked up to in your journey and why? In life or in soccer or both? A bit of both. Aren't they the same thing sometimes? Yeah. One, one I have to say, my, my parents. Um, and I'll start off with them because one, again, like I said, they came from Haiti. Um, they didn't know English very well. Um, my dad likes to joke that he learned English watching Sanford and Son. So, and I'm glad that he didn't name me after you know, <laughs> one of the characters on the show. So, they, you know, that, that, that's one of my icons because the way they came to this country um, and to get to where they're at is, is so inspiring to me. Um, you know, outside of uh, the family, 
you know, you, you would think, you know, I would say, you know, like, um, you know, Dr. King, you know, he came up, you know, he he's went through his battles um, and he made, you know, he uh, made it right and came in through, unfortunately, he, he, he passed away too early, but I, I consider him an icon. Also, John Lewis, you know, John Lewis came on, came in with, you know, if you see something, say something, get in good trouble, necessary trouble, you know, and, and I love that because there's a lot of stuff that in America that, you know, we kind of push under the table, hide on the table. And in order for us to change, we have to say something, you know, don't be scared to ask the, the difficult questions. I've got friends of mine now that um, they ask me, hey, tell me about this, you know, whether it's life or soccer. So, and that's some of the things that I, uh, I use him as an icon um, within the sport, you know, going back to our sport, Pele, you know, he, he changed our, he, he changed our sport, you know, um, uh, it wasn't, again, before then, I always wore number 10 because Pele was my favorite player. I wanted to be like Pele. Um, you know, I would say an icon probably, um, you know, in our generation, um, within our sport, Brianna Curry. Uh, Scurry, I'm sorry, Brianna Scurry. You know, the first uh, Black woman to win a World Cup medal. You know, and just looking at her, what she started and then, you know, from when I played, there weren't that many, obviously that many Blacks that were playing, especially Black females. And now you look, you know, some of, you know, it's cool because, you know, here in Dallas, I get to see a lot of these players, you know, they, you know, start off in the, in the, in the youth league and they went to their academy league. And now they're, some of them are in the NWSL. Some of them are on the World Cup roster. So it's actually, Pretty cool to, to see that growth. And, and I use her as, as one of the icons, uh, in my opinion. So. Yeah, I love it. I think even in the NWSL draft this year, there was the most ever Black females drafted. Yes, that was like is so true. Five, um, that is so true. Very so cool. I, whenever I see stuff like that, I was like, yeah, all right, we're coming. Exactly. We're coming. <laughs> coming around, coming around. It's, I love it. It's cool. Um, so, you know, we got to throw some difficult questions at you as well. Um, you know, in today's society, it's, it's certainly complex and it's continuously challenging for officials to kind of come together, especially with the use of social media or the overuse, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> of social media. But, um, you know, however, sport is one thing that unites us. It brings us together. It truly is a unifying um, activity and we're all equals out on that field. Um, and that's one of the beautiful things about it. Do you have advice to officials who find themselves in a locker room working with others that don't necessarily maybe look or think like them? I honestly, I've never come up when, when I go into the locker room, it's, we all have a job to do, you know, whether we have, you know, different opinions on one subject or, or another, but at the end of the day, we are in, we're a team, you know, we have to work together and make it right and in the benefit of the, of the game and the players, because, you know, it's not about us. You know, we wanna be, well, I've always said, hey, the best game 
that you can ever have is when you walk on the field and a player goes, who was that? Who was the referee on the game? Because you are not eligible. You don't impact, impact the game. But that's the biggest advice I can tell uh, somebody is check your ego at the door, check your opinions at the door, your, your family. And I've always used that. I mean, we're a referee family. Um, even the best families have some kind of form of dysfunction and we're, we're going to have some kind of dysfunction. So, but um, we are a referee family and we have to treat each other with respect, whether you like it or not. Hey, you may not like me, but treat me with respect for the 90 minutes or however minutes. And then after that, you know, it is what it is. I love that. That is great advice. If you had um, an opportunity to speak with the decision makers in the soccer community, what advice would you have for them in regards to ensuring or creating opportunities for black and minority officials? Advice, I would say, wow, that's, that, that's a very good question. Um, use us, don't, don't, I mean, reach out to us. Um, let us know what we're doing wrong because Time and time again, and that was part of my frustration coming up, you know, they wouldn't tell me exactly what I'm doing wrong to get to that next step. You know, will it hurt our feelings? Yeah, but we're but our goal is to improve, to get to that same level as our white counterparts. Don't don't sell us short. Let us know what exactly what you want from us so we can um, so we can be seen as one of your quali quality referees. And that's, that's very important to me because I've heard it from, you know, NISOA and even US soccer that, you know, there's, we're not getting a fair shake. So as we just want the same equal treatment as everybody else. And that, that's, that's my, my opinion on that. That's my advice to those guys and ladies. So. <laughs> Um, what actions um, can we take today to create a better tomorrow? Act on one word, listen. Just listen. It, that, that's the big, that's, I think, is the problem today is nobody wants to listen. Everybody has an opinion, whether it's social media, which, you know, like you said earlier, it's good and bad. Um, or it's verbal. Nobody, everybody wants to shout over each other. Am I guilty of that? I've probably fallen guilty of that, I'll admit, but I don't have a problem saying that. But I've learned to pretty much be quiet and listen because if you don't listen, nothing's gonna change. We're just, we're just spinning our wheels. We're just going round and round and round and we're gonna be in the same predicament that we were in in 2020, you know? But that's the biggest thing I think we, we need to do just one word, listen, and that's it. And, and, and learn, listen and learn. I love that because no matter who you are, no matter where you are in your career, uh, seniority level, we could all exactly. be better listeners. We could exactly. all be better listeners. Exactly, that's, that's it. It's, it's not hard. <laughs> God gave us two ears to, <laughs> to use, so let's, let's use it. And only one mouth, right? And one mouth, exactly. <laughs> um, what, what advice would you give to aspiring Black officials? Um, to aspiring Black officials, I mean, be, 
it, it, it can be tough. It can be tough. It will be tough. But you do have a support system. You do have allies. People that I never thought would be allies. I was just like, oh, okay, let's do it. So, but um, reach out to me, reach out to other black referees in the area. Um, reach out to white referees in the area, find out. Um, just like I said, it's, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be a struggle for a little bit, but the, the rewards will, will be, uh, you will reap re your rewards in the end. So just be patient with it and it'll come, it will come. We say mentorship is one of the, the great attributes of this game and the camaraderie that we have, but I couldn't agree more, you know, it's just finding, finding a mentor, someone you can look up to, someone that looks like you, that you can relate yes. to in a lot of ways, you know, uh, yes. that helps us all. So that's great. Exactly, exactly. So. When we talk about Black History Month, it's not just about celebrating the progress in the history, but it's also about looking forward and what's ahead. What does your ideal future look like? My ideal future looks like, first one, you know, to me, Black History is not just Black History Month. It's from January to December, January 1st to December 31st. So um, my future, I would see with our sport, I would love to see more Blacks on the professional level or doing, you know, on the, you know, maybe a, a few final fours or uh, in, in that aspect. Um, in the future, in life, that we will actually, like I said earlier, just listen. You know, we're, we're gonna disagree. We're gonna disagree. That's just life. Um, but we just have to um, move forward, um, be patient, take your lumps uh, and, and bruises and persevere. And I, I think we can honestly do that and be successful with it. I love it. Well, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that we didn't have an opportunity to touch on? Um, uh, not that I know of. Um, I think, I, I, again, I think with NISOA and um, the way it's going, I think there's a bright future with, um, with Black referees. I hope it, it transfers over to obviously U.S. soccer. Um, I, I do see, I know there's some works going on behind, behind the scenes. It's frustrating now, but I, I think it'll, I think we can see some positive changes coming through with the, with the leadership that we have in both organizations. I, I think it's gonna happen. I love your optimism and I share that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, having my MLS debut this past season was um, just such a surreal experience, but also to share it with someone like a John Freeman, who had been yes. working so hard uh, to get to that level and has proven himself time and time again, uh, that he is capable uh, at, at competing at that level and did such an amazing job in his matches. That he did. That he did. I was, I was, I was happy with John. I was so, I was, I was, hopefully I was one of the first persons to say, hey, Good job. I text him. I said, "Good job. Keep it up. We're rooting for him. We're we're rooting for him. And and for the ladies and yourself. You know, we're kind of like in, we're kind of in the same um, same area. You know, you know, you 
some of the ladies that came before you went through some struggles and paved the way for you. Hopefully, you know, John took his lumps and you, you got to where he was at and he's paving the way for others coming up. So that's what I like. So. Mm -hmm. And that's what we all got to do. You know, we got to yes. pave our way and, you know, reach down and lift everybody else up over top of us. Uh, and that's what this, this world's about. You know, there's no group not struggling. You know, we're all struggling more or less. Yes. In different yes. areas. Um, I agree. Uh, that is true. That is true. It's wow. been really enlightening getting to hear from you and listen to your Thank source. Thank you very much. I do appreciate you having <laughs> me, be, being the Thank first you. one on. So I put a lot of pressure on myself. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. You, you were eloquent. Um, I was taking notes. I had no idea that you were from Haiti and English was your second language. So I thought Language, that was my parents. Yes, my parents are from <laughs> Haiti. And um, again, okay. I've, I've used it a couple of times on the field where. Uh, a Spanish speaker would speak to me in, in, in Spanish. I don't know what he's saying. And then I'll turn around and speak to him in Creole. And he doesn't know what I'm saying. So he just walks away and I'm like, boom, game over. I won. <laughs> so. That's amazing. I love it. I think that is that is super cool. And the fact that you give, you know, prelude to your parents. Um, yes. I mentioned Pele and obviously Brown Scurry is, is big fans of uh, that I am of well. Um, yeah. And of course, your advice to listen, I think, was spot on for anybody uh, at any level, which yeah, hopefully you. we can all learn from. But thank you again for taking the time and sharing your journey. Um, I know it, it takes courage to be vulnerable and to, to come out here and do this. So I appreciate you taking the time. It means a lot to uh, our community. And hopefully, I know it was encouraging for me. It was certainly informative. Um, and I really appreciate you taking time to share these unique stories and your advice, which I thought were quite spot on. And I look forward to listening more, um, but helping to bring us all together and closer to understanding each other and appreciating our differences for what they are. Um, so thank you, Tony, we appreciate you. I look forward to uh, hearing you speak Creole in our next uh, conversation. You were my parents. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Tony, and uh, happy Black History Month. And we look forward to uh, connecting soon. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good night. You too. Cheers. Bye.